Hello, happy people. Welcome to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pillay, and it is my pleasure to introduce to you today the founder and chief marketing officer of On Demand CMO, chief marketing officer. How are you doing today, Monique DeMaio? Oh, I'm great. Thank you so much, Dr. Pele, for having me on today. It's so exciting to talk to you. It is a pleasure to talk to you. And you know, when we first started talking, you went straight into a topic that is so dear to my heart, which is the fact that we've taken a long journey to get here. We're both immigrants. I might look like it and maybe you don't, but tell us your story of being an immigrant again, just real quick. I mean, you've traveled far. My goodness gracious. So long, long, long story is my, my mom's family came from Spain. They ended up in French Algeria because that's where the boat was going. My parents were born in French Algeria. They were thrown out as the Algerian independence and ended up in France. That is where I was born. And then at the age of five came to the United States where I was the first one in my family to learn the language. And I was the only one to have the language skills for a couple of years. So at that time, which will become relevant later, I was the family interpreter. So I was the little person that interpreted for the big people. So I told stories back then for people who couldn't tell stories for themselves. And today I'm still doing that. Yes, you are. You are. I love that whole telling stories for people who aren't telling their stories, but know what to tell. You just make it happen for them. So Monique, let's talk about the big problem in the world that you're, you're, you're solving today. I mean, you are a highly successful entrepreneur, owner of your own business. You're solving some big problems. Tell us about those problems. You know, I think the problem, because we deal with a lot of really big companies, enterprise, you know, Fortune 100, Fortune 10, um, to startups, because, you know, when people leave corporate America, sometimes they start their own business and they take us with them. So the skill set has to kind of be flexible. But what the common thread is, is a lack of clarity, a lack of clarity as to what channel should I be on, a lack of clarity as to how do I do my marketing properly? What steps in what order should I do my marketing in? you know, what is my social media strategy? We'll get back to that. What is just my all-encompassing approach to growing my business, my brand, my sales, my product or service line. And we, what we do and what I think my superpower is, I make them very complicated, easy to digest and simple to execute. It might not be easy, but it's simple, right? Simple, not easy. But there is a, a, a breaking down of complexity because I, we deal with a lot of B2B. So the more complicated the sale is, the happier I get because then I get to simplify it. So hope that answers your question. No, absolutely. And, you know, let's talk about clarity for, for a second, because, you know, a lot of people feel that their unique selling proposition is this very cool, different way of looking at the world. And therefore, I must explain it in a very complex way. I mean, but you're saying that clarity is important because of the recipient. Is that correct? Yes. So, so again, back, we do, we deal with so many technology companies. So as you know, technology companies have a lot of engineers. Engineers like to talk about technology. Yeah. <laughs> I think they think they get paid by the word. <laughs> so you have very complicated, you know, materials that could be probably a quarter of a half of this, their size. If you just got to the heart of the point, what does your technology do for me mm. or for the company you're selling it to? Can you just simplify it for me in English? Now, of course, I always laugh. I'm like, you know, say it in English or in, if you want, you can say it in French. I got it. Yeah. But <laughs> the point is, 
don't overcomplexify your thing. And if it's if you can't understand it in under 10 seconds, but you land on wherever your content is, your website, your your collateral, whatever, you go to even a trade show because they love to talk about people. You go to a trade show. What is the message on the wall? If that's not easy to understand, I don't know what your company does. I'm I'm going to keep walking. Yeah. I'm not stopping. I'm walking. Yeah. So make it simple. Make it understandable. And for goodness sake, speak in English, not in the jargon of your industry. <laughs> that is so, so powerful. So powerful. And you you communicate this well. I, I'm scared. I want to go get this right right now because of, of, of the way you, you position this. Um, you know, I know we started a little bit with your story and your background, but has there any, been anything else in your journey, uh, in your career maybe, that focused you on this topic of clarity? Was there something that kind of made you realize, you know what, this is the problem in the world. It's not these 500 other things. It's this thing, and I'm going to solve it. Was there a moment for you like that? I think a moment was I was in a meeting with a, I mean, there have been, I think, several moments that kind of solidified that I was onto something. But I was in a, in a meeting with a client and the CEO kept going back to this complex story. And I kept going to, you know, in the words of Simon Sinek, it's not my word, but he's made it famous. Why? Yeah. <laughs> so why? Yeah. And I, kept, and I was annoying him and I knew it, but I, I did it as nicely as I could. But I was like, yeah, but why? <laughs> yeah, but why? <laughs> and it went on for like five minutes, you know, and I was and I was as polite as I could be. But I, I said, you see, the point is, I'm not trying to torture you intentionally. I'm just trying to show you that unless we dig deeper and we 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 go a layer at a time, we're not really getting to the heart of why anybody's going to engage with you or buy your service or buy your product or even care about your company. And this is why I'm here. I'm here to give you that reason for being that raison d'être. That, that reason for people to even care, therefore buy yeah, and keep buying because you don't want that one off. So we, I mean, we did eventually talk about the lifetime value of a customer and because it was in a B2B space. And I was like, you know, if you have these huge companies that you're talking about, and if they become lifetime customers, you are golden for the rest of your life, dude. So you got to get this stuff right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Wow. That, that's awesome. Now, you, you've, you've done quite a bit of speaking. You know, you are just powerful in terms of the, the messaging and the go-to-market for small to medium-sized enterprises. Tell us all the different things you do to help people make this shift from complexity to clarity, taking their brand um, to success. How do, you, how do you do it? So the, the process is kind of, um, again, simple, not easy. You yeah. You have to look at the foundational aspects of marketing first. So what I ultimately always get is I need a website or I need a social media strategy. And I'm like, well, social media is not a strategy. It's a tactic, but we'll call it, we'll get back to that in a minute. So they always go to the thing that they think. So to your point, it's like that speed, speed to market, speed to market, speed to market. Yes. But if you don't build your foundation, you are basically creating a whole house. Let's use that as an analogy with a foundation that's going to shift or, or crumble. Mm -hmm. So now you're worried about the windows and the shutters and the doors and all the pretty things, but you haven't built it solidly. The solid foundation starts with the why the, what is, what is the product or service idea? What is it going to do in the market? What is it solving for truly? Yep. Truly solving for, not what you think it's going to solve for, but is there a need for your thing? 
And then if there is, or if there are other things in the market that are like your thing, why is yours better, special, different? And don't tell me it's price and don't tell me it's speed because that is not sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't figure that out first and you're very clear about what the motivators are for somebody to buy, what the differentiators are, some the satisfiers, motivators and differentiators, that's like a... I think that's a Cano structure. You know, you have a couple of, of structures that are in the marketing strategy realm that you could deploy in this process, which you, I, we deploy whichever one we think the client is going to, you know, resonate with. Mm-hmm. And then we take them through that, that how they create that. Then it's the brand story. What's the value proposition? What, you know, what is my message? What's my elevator pitch? All that stuff. And mm-hmm. what are my key marketing messages? And then what's my media plan? And what's my, you know, where do I put that message? Because if the message is wrong, Going to build a website yeah. or going to social media with the wrong message, I'm sorry. Will that work? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, as, as I listen to you, and, and I know that you work with companies that are actually already successful, and oh, yeah. you, almost, you almost start to wonder, how is it that highly successful companies making millions of dollars could miss this when they're rolling out new products or, or maybe even trying to support their 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 base product how did they miss some of these foundational things do you think and you've mentioned this before do you think there are some blockers or blocks that we just have as human beings um, that don't allow us to fully know what we're seeing and doing when we're on the inside and we just need to have someone who who doesn't care that much about who's a little dispassionate from the outside come and help us i think you're right on so when we deal with companies, and I'm not suggesting that the companies I'm about to name are do this, but like whether it's Iron Mountain or it's Intel or it's Spectrum or it's any of these big brands, they have a lot of marketing people, but they usually come to us for like the content development that or the lead generation ideas and or pro- programs to get more leads. But the thing that be, that comes with that when you're inside, and especially for a long time, you mm-hmm. you start to to have internal speak. Mm-hmm. You start to you know you drink your own Kool Aid. And you don't know that there are other flavors of Kool-Aid out there, right? And you don't necessarily know maybe what your competitor's Kool-Aid version has gotten much better. And now yours is looking a little old, you know, you're talking about, I don't know, (laughs) Kool-Aid's a bad example because I don't drink that stuff and whatever. But the point is you need context for your content. That's my big thing. I, that's Mm -hmm. like, if I could say one thing to your audience, it's context in your content. If you don't have that, you're missing an opportunity. But then what happens is, they are really driven by the quarter that's coming. So these lead gen efforts that they're on are not necessarily integrated with the sales team sometimes, right? So it's like they expect that if you create five or six emails out there, that it's going to make the cash register ring sort of miraculously and instantaneously. And that's not the way the customer journey works when you're selling a high involvement product or service. Mm. It's going to take you some time. It's going to take you time to use your trust or your heart, or however your your acronyms that you use, I can't think of which one I'm thinking of. Right, the one <laughs> you're building trust, and you're getting them through the funnel, and you're building yeah. relationship, and then maybe then they'll buy from you, right? Mm-hmm. So the problem I think with the internal to answer your question is there's too much emphasis on the short term, like let's spin it, let's churn it out, and they're just churning. They're not taking the time to stop, think that product or service has not been fully foundationally messaged. Yeah, yeah. Messaging is off. So therefore, any subsequent materials that you put out to the universe Mm -hmm. with the wrong or unclear message Mm -hmm. or value Mm -hmm. is going to fail. 
So we try to get them to stop and take a, a breath and say, wait, overall, how does this fit into your product or service portfolio? Is it clear to the prospect the value that this thing would bring to them? If it's not, back up the truck. <laughs> you know, you know what's interesting is you you're so right because you know everyone thinks that they know what the customer thinks, right? Or 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 is looking for. But as you say, they're probably drinking their own Kool-Aid most of the time. And they really need to get someone who's not drinking right. that Kool-Aid or at least that flavor. Right, exactly. <laughs> who, who can see see what's going on. Um, tell us a little bit about the role of, in your opinion, um, analytics, feedback, and all the different tools that you use when you try to operationalize solutions for your customers, you know, on-demand marketing solutions. What's the role of the feedback you get from the market about the content or, you know, how do you decide what to do or what not to do? Yeah. So there's a couple of things. One is that you really want to, you want to listen to our clients, customers or clients, depending on if they're B2B or B2C or both so B2B to B2C. So the idea that we typically that company knows because if you talk to, so we typically will talk to a couple of their customers. If we do a rebrand, we absolutely do interviews. Yep. It's all qual, all qualitative. You know, we talk to the, the people in the organization from ops, sales, marketing, CEO, you know, whoever we will, will take the time to meet with us. And we ask them some basic questions to see where the alignment is or the lack of alignment first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Then you talk to a couple of customers, some good ones and the ones who have, hopefully you can get access to a couple of them who have dropped them or decided to move on or have shifted their spending with that client. You got to find out why mm -hmm. that'll tell you a lot. So from those conversations come need, come, what is it that they was important to them Mm -hmm. that this customer of ours or client of ours can now go back to the marketplace and say, oh, we're experts in this space. Mm -hmm. So if it's about creating a CRM system to get better visibility into their customer base, and that's what my client is selling, what is important to them? Because CRMs, you could throw a dead cat and hit 14 CRMs. I yeah, mean, you know, absolutely. Right? And the same thing for marketing people, by the way, but I always, I always say that I'm like, oh, there's a, you could throw a dead cat and hit 10 marketing people, you know, <laughs> but because marketing in and of itself, you ask 10 people, what a definition of marketing is, you get 11, you get 11 answers. <laughs> so what is that? So you get from that and then you create the content based on what the needs are based on who you're trying to serve and in what way and what your product or service does for that prospect. Mm -hmm. That's foundationally the way to approach it. And then rich media plays a role, obviously, as you know, video out, you know, outperforms static imagery, imagery outperforms no image. And then the ratio that I like to espouse is 75 to 80% of your content in the world should be about your prospects or customers and only 25 to 30 max of your content. Did I do my math right? Yeah. Uh, 20 to 25% of your content should be about you. That's a little more self-serving, but if that balance shifts a little higher than that, you're going to have cha challenges because nobody wants to hear you, you know, wax on poetic about how great you are. They want you to solve their problem. You mean I can't talk about myself? Oh my God. Really? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, but only 20% of the time. <laughs> You know, uh, Monique, you know, clarity is clearly something that, that you, you focus on and you help people with. But I've heard you use the word foundation um, quite a bit. 
And, and you know, I, 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 I know you have a unique spin on that. Why is it that so many people who have become successful still need to go back and look at foundational things? What's the magic there? Well, I think the problem is, you know, marketing gets a bad rap. Marketing, you know, it, there's most people don't see marketing as something with rigor and discipline. They think of, you know, I'm going to put some pretty pictures out there and I'm going to redo my logo. And I'm going to yeah. do my logo. My, all of a sudden, I'm going to get all sorts of new clients. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's my logo. Didn't you know that's how I got my clients? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, really? So, so marketing gets a bad rap, but there is a discipline and a rigor about how you executionalize that storyboard and that message that you go out to the to the market with and then you worry about what channels those messages are in again that's not a strategy the strategy is who is my client how do i serve them what is important to them what is my message to these people and then where do they live so i can go talk to them mm-hmm. but you know i think people get it backwards so they don't take the time they just come to me and they'll say i i need a website or i need something and it's like dude you're so far from needing a website. I can't even begin to tell you how far you are from needing a website. Because if you go out with what you just told me is important to you, you will fail. Yeah, yeah. Hard stuff. So I have to say that to people. I mean, you know, it's it. I try to listen. They, not, I'm not for everybody because I'm a truth teller and I'm all about the clarity and like getting right to the heart of the problem. And I'm going to help you solve it because I know what I'm doing. Yeah. But you got to be able to hear not the right approach, my friend. Well, you know, you're a, you're a myth buster, in my opinion. You, yeah. you, look, you look at the world and you say, okay, this is what you guys all believe. Well, I'm going to bust that myth for you. And you did one earlier for me. You said, hey, social media is not what everybody is cracking it up to be. It's actually just like older systems and you need a discipline there too. Tell us about social media. Yeah, so 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 people will be like, oh, I what I have to I have to develop a social media strategy, and I'll go, okay, but what's your marketing strategy first? <laughs> yeah, like the basics, <laughs> right? <laughs> social media is a ch- social media is a channel. It is not a strategy. Ooh. It's the same thing when in the 1950s we went from having a radio to a television, and then we went from having three networks to cable networks. And then we went from having cable networks to hundreds of programs. And then you were able to do your own content. And then you have streaming services. And then you have programmatic media buying. Social media is a channel. So you cannot say that social media is either going to be your strategy or is going to dictate the branding of your product, service, or solution because it nests underneath that. And again, Social media, what is your message? If you haven't baked the message, you're going out with what? Crap that your prospects don't resonate with because it's not relevant. Yeah. So somebody will be like, I need to be on TikTok. I'm like, why do you need to be on TikTok? Yeah, exactly. What are you you doing there? I need to be dancing. I got some songs. I mean, come on. (laughs) I mean, maybe you should be on TikTok, but most of my clients don't need to be on TikTok. Oh, boy. What are you excited about? Uh, do you have a project that's coming up next? Are you launching something soon that we should be aware of? Talk about. I'm always excited. Can yeah, you tell talk me? about what you're excited about next. <laughs> next, okay. So I have a couple things that I'm I'm working on. One is that um, since I am so clearly un you know unenergetic and I have nothing to say, I figured I'd write a book, and then I figured I would you know I would potentially. Start, start a workshop series to bring clarity into companies. Mm-hmm. 
So rather than, you know, have a consulting, you know, consulting is really a lot of fun and I love it. And that's what gets me out of bed and gets me excited about working. And I, I do, you know, I've been, this company is 23 years old. I call it my third child actually. Um, (laughs) But the point is doing these workshops and doing speeches about what I'm, what we're talking about today makes me really excited. So I think I can reach more people and potentially have greater impact if I take it to the road kind of thing. Yeah, no, that, that, that's awesome. What's a great way for people to find you online, connect with you, maybe learn from you or join one of your programs? How do people find you? Thank you. I think LinkedIn or my website, uh, ondemandcmo.com or Monique DeMeo on LinkedIn. It's D-E-M-A-I-O. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, then, then we can engage. But it, there's so much work to be done in marketing. There's a lot of myths out there. And there's, you know, the, 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 this idea of instant gratification, you know, you got to do the hard work first and just take a breath and do it right. Then everything on top of it layers beautifully and you get this exponential result. And this exponential, um, what do you call it? It's like amplification, right? We call yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I, I wish you, I wish I knew you when I was doing my research for social velocity, because that is precisely the definition you've just shared. You know, let's get off of this hamster wheel of instant gratification and let's focus from the foundational stuff, creating the clarity so that we can actually have much more velocity with our, all of our marketing uh, efforts. That's awesome. That is well said. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to say thank you so much for sharing your energy um, with us on the, the on this uh, podcast. And I look forward to learning more about On Demand CMO. By the way, I love that name, On Demand CMO. That's powerful. Thank Tell you. us about the name. How'd you get the name? <laughs> oh my God. I woke up at three o'clock in the morning one day and I was like, oh my God, this is what I've been doing. Because I originally launched the company. It's MDM and Partners. Mm-hmm. I literally woke up at three o'clock in the morning, wrote it down because I was afraid I'd forget. Because I was like, this is what people need. They don't need CMOs. It's, ah, it's an on-demand thing. Oh, my God. And then that's how it happened. <laughs> so, you know, so basically, it's a, is it a spin on fractional, sort of temporary or in and not out? Really. Not really. I think so. The difference between between temporary, fractional and, and, and our model is that we are on-demand, meaning that we're so I have a, a staff of seven, right? So we'll either come in with with or without those those people, what they do, whether it's copywriting or design or programming or digital or whatever, social media, got you know. But the point is, what do they need us to bolt on with? So the on-demand CMO comes with a marketing department too, if you need it, or parts of a marketing department. Our my whole thing is I started the company 23 years ago because previously I was publisher of Brand Week magazine. And I, and I was a client as well. And agencies kept trying to sell me stuff I didn't need. And I got so frustrated. So it's like, just give me what it is that I need and work around my resources, not the other way around. So that's what we do. If you have a CMO in the company, then I become peer to peer with that person. But then I bolt on my, my executional, you know, uh, capabilities. If that person, that company doesn't have a CMO, I can be that for as long or as short as they need it. So we're not looking to parachute into a company full time and be all about that company. We do this for multiple companies who retain us or we come in and solve for a problem, mm-hmm. clarity problem, messaging problem, content marketing problem. And then we go away and they keep doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, but there's one thing you mentioned earlier that I actually was going to ask you about, and that is, 
your focus on the person, the person of the leader or the CMO, and helping them figure out that clarity and then letting it trickle down. Tell us a little bit more about that strategy because I think that's exciting. Thank you. I, that is another initiative that I'm trying to build out a little bit more called the Be the CMO of Your Life. Mm. The CMO of Your Life is about this alignment and clarity and intentionality of what you're trying to do with your life and your and your company and your brand, right? So if there's no alignment at the top, if there's confusion, if the CEO really doesn't know who he or she is or what he or she wants to accomplish or what they stand for, what's important to them or what drives them and what their mission is, whatever you want to say, it trickles down. It yeah. trickles down because, you know, what did you, what was the one thing you said when the, Fish head stinks. Yeah, yeah. The 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 fish stinks from the head down. There you go. That's it. I've never met an analogy I can a metaphor I can't screw up. By the way, that's like that's where you know I'm not from this country. Um, so so that's the point. Like working with that person to to get their words and some one of the process I take them through is I say write your eulogy today. Ooh, ooh, that's deep. If you don't think that shakes people up it certainly does yeah yeah so if i'm not in alignment with what i want people to say when i pass like i got some work to do you got some work to do wow that's powerful do you have a tentative title for your book or is it just called i'm the lady that can help you fix it <laughs> so i think i i think it's it you know it's i'm playing with the idea of chapter five uh-huh and the reason I'm playing with the idea of chapter five, and I don't know if this resonates with you, so you can give me real time feedback is, you know, you go through chapter one, it's like you, you know, you graduate from high school, you go to college, chapter two, you maybe get married, you have some kids, chapter three, you raise the kids, you, you know, you're building your career, chapter four, your career is kind of at the apex. And then chapter five, what? is the next chapter <laughs> what do i do so i think when you, we you get go by a tesla or you you play guitar or you, I know, do, right? you do all the things you just you know <laughs> I, I, you know so people talk about impact and they talk about what, what's my legacy but then how do you create that in alignment with who you are and i think that's i'm i'm trying to figure out whether i can take the business stuff and the personal stuff and, and merge it into a cohesive story so that it gives people an approach and a clarity around how to do that. Yeah. So that's I what think, I'm working on myself. And it's, it's, no, I, it's challenging. I, I think that's powerful. I think that's a great uh, title that you're working on. And what I love most about all of your work is that you don't start from the business, you start from the person and you work back to the business. Because at the end of the day, right, it's people who do business and it's also people who mess businesses up, right? <laughs> So, yeah. so you're you're totally onto something, you know, Monique. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, and um, you know, I, I look forward to staying in touch and learning more from you over time. Same here, same here, my friend. You are doing great things. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be on this podcast. All right, thank you. We'll talk soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. For more episodes, visit drpalay.com. And remember. Get happy first and success will follow.